Count us off, bro. Three, two, one. Radio Brendoman. Radio Brendoman. Yo. How's it going? Good. Hello and welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm his brother. Carson Crashley the fourth. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. Made it. Yeah, it's already kinda nuts. Yeah. How so? There I was mean, a there we're still was, podcasting. We're still podcasting. There was a coup. Couldn't stop us from podcasting. No. What kind of coup couldn't stop two depressed brothers from podcasting? You cucks. You cuckolds. <laughs> you country wives. Yeah. I, uh... I've had a pretty good week. I didn't work... No, oh, our nation is bleeding, days. and you had a great week. Rub some salt in our listeners' wounds, why don't you, Brendo? Well, that's good. What's going good? Spent Tell a lot of time it. with Lil. That's right. You guys would say your friendship blossomed. Well, she'd discover that if she comes upstairs, that she can watch more TV up here. That's right. She's addicted to screens already, uh, and she's a manipulator. She is my daughter, for sure. So now, in the morning, she'll look at me and go, chop, chop. 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 And that means she wants to watch Dinosaur Train. We've already burned through season one on Amazon Prime. Doesn't matter. And we're watching the episodes they have on PBSKids.com. Just hook her back up to a train you want to ride. Hook her back up to the Pee Wee train. Yeah. She really only likes the intros. I don't know. She watches. If I, I try and change it, she'll be like, chop, chop. She's, uh, you know, she knows what she wants. and She knows how to get it. And then we go downstairs and watch Gigantosaurus. That's right. On a giganter screen. Screen to screen to screen, this child. She's way into that. Um... I guess that that what make that let's just get it over with. Bad dad, too much screen time for the kid. Yeah, but she's way into dinosaurs, and she's really good at identifying letters on her. Like, we got this uh, book thing. It's Peppa like an electronic Pig. Peppa Pig book. Thank you. Buy nothing. Facebook groups. Check them out. They're Did you regional. Get it for free. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So. Like you, I could. I'll tell her like, where's the cat, or where's the car, and she'll hit the button for car. Okay, this is not a podcast about a kid. This is this is pop culture. Um, what else is? I mean, we've been watching a lot of. Don't movies. get me wrong. Sorry, Lil. Daddy loves you, but the listeners they didn't sign up for this. We watched. Uh, I you you said it was the hardest you've heard me laugh in a long time. Oh yeah. We watched uh, 
Schadenfreude related. Jordowski's <clears throat> Dune. Jordowski. And he was talking about how he was really depressed that David Lynch got Dune. And then he what, refused to see it for years. Well, he, he, he wasn't going to see it. He was not going to see it. And then his son and his friends dragged him to it. Yeah, because they were like, come on, you know, there, it's there Dune. is life. <clears throat> And he was like, and then first I was sad, and then I was happy. And then step by step by step, I felt a lightness, and I realized, it's awful. <laughs> and I just cracked this up, because he was so, his transparency, he was a, you know, there's like that, you know, any filmmaker, I would say that kind of creative type, to get your vision out of your head to believe that your specific vision deserves to be seen and shared by the world. There's some level of, you know, I don't want to just lean into narcissism, but, you know, megalomania, I don't know. I'm not an arm, I'm not a psychologist, but he was aware enough to be like, it's, you know, it's a very human emotion, and I appreciated his transparency. It was just really funny, just because he was so upfront about it. Well, I mean, there's so many parallels. It's like, how many times have you gotten, like, or passed over at work or they hired someone and maybe they did hire someone who is not great at their job and they fall on their face yeah or everyone hates them and just like well mm. so it was, it was so human even outside of that context it was beautiful uh, i don't think obama felt that way about trump though no because trump kind of fell on his face impeached twice i don't think Obama's like, he's so bad at being president. This makes me happy. Ugh, it's not that bad. It's not like that. Anyway. It's not like um, Steve Martin in the episode where him and Homer Simpson run for the, was it like the trash commissioner? Mm. And he's just like, you want to vote for this idiot? Fine. You guys are screwed. See you later. Peace. Well, as a comedian, definitely, it's always like, you know, every, 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 even like, if you, even if you're getting work, it's like, oh, I'm on a showcase. Oh, where'd they put me? Oh, what? They put this guy after me? And then most bookers, I would say not good bookers, that kind of like, that builds up like what the, whoever's organizing the evening, it's like, we'll start low and we're going to raise the bar of talent. You know, if there's four comics, you know, they'll each get slightly better till they get to the headliner, you know? So if you're on the bill and you're, like, second, you're like, well, I hope the guy after me eats it. You've done open mics. You've felt that way. Yeah. Or if someone's a dick to you, you want them to eat it. It doesn't even... It, it can be very deserved, too. Yeah, there's just... There's been some of that. I've had some of that happen. But I don't know if there's this, this is a comedy parallel because this is like Jodorowsky wrote an amazing bit, and then his bit got sold to another comedian, and they did the joke, and it the joke sucked, <laughs> and now he can't do that joke ever. It'd be crazy if they ended up like if they had somehow. Well, I mean, like half the people that were involved are dead, so. But it was cool getting to see this project that never happened. So many creatives. I mean, it's really... Like some of the most... So what we're talking about is Jodorowsky's Dune. It's a documentary about this artist or director. He did El Topo. Jodorowsky. He was like this uh, like very... The grandfather of midnight cinema. Very surrealist. Yeah. 
he was like, I need Dolly to play the Emperor. I need uh, Orson Welles to play Baron Harkonnen. I, I need Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. And he kind of like, you know, according to him, he's like, and they were ready to do it. But he at this point in time, he hadn't even gotten a studio. Yeah. Put together the, the most beautiful looking spec script got- ever. And then he got like the artists like Mobius, H.R. Geiger, and Ed yeah, O'Bannon, who ended up making Alien, and so good. They and had a dream team. And Ed O'Bannon ended up using those guys for Alien because he's like, these guys are awesome. It's like it's like the it's like it's, it's like somebody made the 1992 Dream Team, and they uh, and then the Olympic Committee decided, nah, you know yeah. what. Uh, we're we're gonna make our own dream team, and they um, just chose everyone who didn't. They chose Isaiah Thomas. They chose who didn't make the dream team. They chose Alex English. They chose Rick Smith. No, he's German. He's not. He's not even American. Who else did they choose? Wait, Isaiah Thomas wasn't on the dream team. No, because Jordan Few. Don't you watch anything? No, anyway. But hey, we, speaking of Olympics, what a good transition. Bum, 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 bum. We're doing a very special episode. Maybe it'll be a recurring format. I don't know. But is it Oscar season? Like, are they not doing it this year? Well, I think they're gonna, but I don't know what they're gonna be nominating. I haven't really been watching. Is Wonder Woman eligible? No, that, that's this year. What was last year? Tenet? What came out in January? Hustler? No, that, no, Hustlers already came and went. Anyway, I don't know what the Oscar movies are going to be. Because there's there's going to be huge asterisks if there are going to do Oscars. We are doing the Oscar Olympics. Yeah. We need to do a theme song for the Oscar Olympics. Um, And so what this is... the Olympics song? I forgot how it goes. Can you take me higher? (laughs) It's in Creed? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly the song I was thinking of. Stronger, Faster by Daft Punk. Um, so we're doing this exercise called the Oscar Olympics. And so the Oscar, you know, the Olympics are great. Why, Brendo? Um, because it's only every four years. Yeah, and it's like, so maybe you had a hot year as a 100-meter hurdler. Are you going to be the best on the, you know, over time? And so what we're doing is we're taking a look... We're going to call this first... We're going to start with 1992. We're calling this... This is the Oscar Olympics 1992. We're going to take a look at the Oscar winners and maybe even some people who weren't winners but deserve consideration to be the 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 gold, silver, and bronze medal winners for the 92 Olympics it's between 89 and 92. We're going four years back. Hmm. So it's going to be a treat. Why do we start here? Because this is kind of the first period of memory where we actually were watching movies there's still a lot of gaps here yeah i'm not gonna lie but this is the first period any further back we'd be talking out of our asses completely now we're only 85 well because i was like nine years old in 1989 and i was 12 and 92 but we watched a lot of movies we watched a lot of movies and i remember I remember watching the the, the Oscars and and I remember watching Oscars. In I also remember kind of being aware. Of this. I kind of remember being aware that spoiler alert, Whoopi in ninety was that ninety. I remember being aware of that. That was ninety. Yeah. Well, that's our first category. So this is this is a new format. We're going to talk about the winners for those years. We're going to narrow it down to a gold medal match, um, and then we're going to award bronze, silver, and 
Gold? Yeah. It's not a question. Bronze, silver. Gold. Bronze, silver, and... And gold. And gold. Yeah. <laughs> Metalists. And we're going to do, you know, we're going to do a number of categories, but we're going to start, as is most Oscars, you know, the first real award, they always start in honor of it. We're going to do uh, Supporting Actress. So, here going, here are the four medalists. We're going to go through them um, just real fast. 92, it was Marissa Tomei, my cousin Vinny. 91, it was, who was it, Brendo? You got it? You got it? I do. Mercedes Rule, Fisher King. 1990, Whoopi Goldberg. And then 89, Brenda Fricker, My Left Foot. Now, you may not recognize all of those, but those are the medalists. So we're going to go a little bit deeper, one by one, maybe even talk about a little of people who might be worthy and determine, you know, who who is, you know, our gold medalist. So, Brenda, right off the bat, let's start with 92. I mean, controversial right off, right from the Well, this was the whole, did she actually win or did Jack Palance make a mistake or what happened? Because urban legends well, to moon, this day. Does the whole Moonlight fiasco make this urban legend a little bit more believable? More plausible, but I still think Marissa Tomei won. It's not a precedent, it's an antecedent. This was just people being no. like mean to Marissa Tomei, uh, I and guess. People not respecting comedy at the Academy Awards. Yeah, yeah, and she's great in My Cousin Vinny. My criteria looking back on this is that when I look at these movies... Uh, do can I see the character? Can I hear them? And when I think of '92, and I know, oh, if you tell me like here are the actors, I'm like, oh, that was Marissa Tomei's year. I can hear Marissa Tomei doing what? Testifying on the testifying. See, that's great that you have that one. Tell us, she's talking about the the rubber, the tires. Or the... Yeah, I don't remember the exact. I, I hear, and our listeners most likely hear, my biological clock is ticking like this. It's just a signature. That's so good. Yeah. And I don't know. Sometimes there's that criticism. Like, well, how much was she acting? Maybe she is. Who cares? Like, she's proven as an actor that she can do more than just that type. I really like the movie Oscar with Sylvester Stallone, and she was in it. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, on the playground. I must have been in, like, second grade. One of the girls in my class was like, we're going to play director and we're going to cast the movie in the movie's Oscar. And I'm like, cast me. I just saw this movie. It's great. That was a La Paloma movie. So I saw it a bunch. Yeah. Well, why, why do you think Stallone wanted to do that movie at that time? I think he wanted to try doing comedy. Well, it's a good career. I mean, you can... You can but it bombed. But we're not here to talk about Sly. So, I mean, Marissa Tomei, strong choice. Does she keep it from that year? I think she does. I think she's... I mean, what were the other choices? I mean... Oof. I... It's tough. It's tough. I mean, if... I think... I think 92 was Goodfellas. And I think Lorraine Bracco... No, Goodfellas was, was 90. 90. That was 90. Okay, so... The, actually, 92 was Unforgiven. Yeah. So the, it wasn't really some strong I think she females. has it. I think she has it. But going going back to 91, you got the, the Fisher King nominee, Mercedes Rilla. I love the Fisher King. When I was like... Uh, when I was like looking up, well, who's that actor? I mean, does she ring a bell? Does no. she hear the name? Do you know who she is? Yeah. Mrs. Baskin from Big, right? Yeah. Yeah, so 
solid choice. I, I mean, do you have any? I didn't really have any replacers for that. I was just like, it was a good movie. I mean, she had a good acting partner to act opposite of in The Fisher King. That was none other than... Robin Williams. Robin Williams. We all know that. And Jeff Bridges. And Jeff Bridges. So, I mean, that's solid. Then we go back 1990, we got Whoopi. I mean, we, I mean, she's... 90s, the year, that's where it's like, I mean, does Brocko slide in there? Are we taking an Oscar away from Whoopi? Then that girl's who is, is, is that, then we have to take away her EGOT? I don't think we can do that. I don't think in 2021. she for Color Purple? She won for Ghost. Oh, okay. And so, um, the Color Purple, no, she was in the Broadway play, but I don't think she won for that. But nine, I mean, I think we gotta keep Whoopi in there, right? Yeah. So she she's still straight up, and then going back, the final final one for you know this category is Brenda Fricker from My Left Foot, UK actor. I, bear, I I've seen My Left Foot, but I don't really remember it. Um, she's in Home Alone too, as oh, the pigeon the lady. The pigeon lady. Oh shit. So I mean, you know, she's got the goods. Yeah, I mean, Home Alone too. It's a family movie. I mean, it's, is it, is she funny in it? I don't think she's supposed to be. That's not her role. She's not really funny. She's not. She's not. You know, bantering. She's she's there for the the pathos. But yeah, I mean, unless you have any, I mean, to get the only contender I would have to like sneak in there would be Lorraine Bracco for fucking Goodfellas. Although I would argue she should have been best actor, even uh, actress. But of those four, I mean, who's in the who? You you can pick one. You you can go first this round. I'll go first. You can pick one to go in the gold medal match out of those four: Marissa Tomei, Mercedes Rula, Fisher King, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, or my left foot lady Brenda, who's also Home Alone two lady. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to put. Whoopi. Yeah, well, I got Marissa Tomei then. We'll go, we'll go comedian in a funny part in a ghostly spectral drama. But this is the gold medal match, man. What do you think, Marissa or or, or, or Whoopi? Hmm. I don't know. The orchestra is playing. You got to make a decision. I'm definitely gonna have to go with Marissa. You gotta go Marissa Tomei? But there's mm-hmm. even a question where she won the first time. You go to all four years, hey. you're gonna take... Pff, I gotta go with Whoopi on this one. Get her the mega EGOT. Get her the, some, you know, Oscar gold medal. Marissa Tomei, silver medal is over all everyone else. That's solid. Okay, you're right, yeah. Okay, dude. Just, can we open with giving an award and recognizing a black artist, please? You know who we are passing up? Are we on Best Actress or Best Supporting? Best Supporting. We are passing up um, Diane Weiss in Parenthood. I'm still taking Whoopi I really over liked that. her that year. I'm just taking Whoopi over that. Okay, I love Parenthood. Well, I mean, you should have brought it up sooner. I just had to... I was doing some research... Well, you're too slow. No homework. We're moving on to the next category, supporting actor. All right. 
Here are the candidates. We'll just talk about them a little briefly as we introduce them. You want to start in 89 and move up, or you want to start in 92? Um, start in 89 and move up. <sighs> Starting off strong. I don't think we have to spend a lot of time going over who else is in here, but we got Denzel Washington from Glory. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of Dans in there. Danny Aeo from Do the Right Thing and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, I don't even remember what he's nominated for. That's crazy. Dan Driving Aykroyd. Miss Daisy. I never saw Driving Miss Daisy. I don't understand. I think that's when the Academy wants to forget. We may be removed. We may be canceling Driving Miss Daisy. Mystical black man piece of shit. Okay, 1990, Joe Pesci. He also beat out Marlon Brando. Well, I mean, that's a late career, but Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci in an iconic role. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean that's pretty great. You you he did he did if you look at the names you got a tough container you got Al Pacino playing Alphonse Caprice oh big also boy. known as Big Boy I love his name's Alphonse that's a, I didn't even I was know trying to think of, where else have I heard the name Alphonse oh yeah Point Break after you Alphonse I insist <laughs> they're jumping off an airplane uh, Swayze and Keanu Reeves anyway um, so I mean Joe Pesci yeah Andy Garcia eh, it's Godfather Three well I want to forget that but Jack Palance. City Slickers, 91. He's up there. More comedy. Now, I don't know who else he's up against. I'm not taking away from that old guy. That he, was a great he, he's, role. He's going from the Olympic trial round to the Olympics. Then that was solid, right? One thing. This. He's philosophical. He's great. And then, finalist, 92, also from Unforgiven. Fucking coming in harsh. Gene Hackman. Unforgiven. Little Bill. It's pretty rough. He's a rough, rough dude, right? Yeah, that's a good role. That's a great movie. I mean, he beat out Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. Uh, you know, Jay Davidson in uh, Crying Game. I mean, if we want representation. You know? Yeah. But, I mean... Does Gene Hackman keep it over... You can't handle the truth. I mean, they both have other Oscars, but, I mean, really, Gene Hackman, Jack Nicholson, a few good men, what are you? What are your thoughts? Does Gene Hackman stay in? Does he make it to the Olympics for the Oscars? I mean, I think we can keep him in because I don't think he's going to make the gold medal match. I yeah. mean, we can... Denzel Washington's there, right? I think it's between Denzel and Joe, Joe Pesci. Pesci. Yeah, so who cares? <sighs> Gold and silver. Oh, that's a tough call. I love Glory. It's the first R-rated movie I ever saw in the theater. I mean, I remember being impressed as a child. Remember, remember, he has a scene where he's he's taking he's taking he's being whipped. Yeah, he has one tear. I just remember there was down a face. lot of cussing in that movie. I remember being impressed. We gotta give it to Denzel. I don't think there's a problem in that. That movie is iconic. Yeah, but Joe Pesci's iconic in Goodfellas. He gets his. He gets his. But it's like, it's him doing that over and over again. But I mean, you were also awarding. But am I funny? It's quotable, but I mean, acting wise, give it to Denzel. Yeah, and is young Denzel. It's a great movie. It's a highly underrated movie. Like I was a like, child. We'll be talking and I about this movie. His conflict. We'll be talking about this movie again when it comes to best picture. Because I would, 
maybe slotted in. <clears throat> There's a lot of movies that slot in 89 ahead of, I think, what, Driving? Well, we're not there yet, but, I mean, I think we can, I mean, supporting actor, we got Denzel, gold medalist. I mean, give yeah. I'm okay with that. I would also, um, on a on the sly uh, acting nod, maybe put in uh, the Hawkster. Hudson Hawk? Ethan Hawk for Dead Hudson Poets Hawk? Society. Yeah, Hudson Hawk. Ethan Hawk, Dead Poets Society. Didn't even get nominated. Young Ethan Hawk. Very good. Give him a bronze medal then. Will that make you happy? Yeah. Who, who got the bronze in supporting actors? Um, I would probably give it Lorraine. to... I want so I Lorraine Bracco for the silver medal. And then we can just bump Marissa Tomei to bronze. <laughs> Keep her on the podium for comedy. We're doing it. We're moving on to screenplay, baby. You want to start with original or adapted? Uh, let's do original. All right, so um, going back to 89, speak of the dead, Dead Poet Society. I mean, do the right things there. When Harry met Sally, but you want Dead Poet Society? I love Dead Poet Society. All right, Dead, Dead Poet Society makes But do the, the right thing is really good. I know. It's probably the better movie. 1990 Ghost. I'm not a big fan of Ghost. Uh, do you know what got nominated? Avalon. Remember we saw Avalon in theaters? Yeah. I think I fell asleep. It was like suburbs. It was like this is this is how this Jewish maybe I don't know yeah. if it was Jewish but maybe became I, middle class. There, it was crazy. I want to rewatch it. Beautiful movie. Ninety one Thelma and Louise. That stays right. Yeah, that's good. Oh, or we could uh, do a little course correction. John Singleton, Boys in the Hood. Oh yeah, but it's like, do we take away an epic? <laughs> I mean, those movies are very important. They're both very important. They both stand the test of time. Let's. I mean, can we bump Ghost out then and, and keep both of them? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Crying Game. Yeah, that, that that's stays. important. I mean, Woody Allen had one. Unforgiven man. Um. So we need it. We need a gold medal match. You can bring one to the gold medal match. I'll bring the other. Uh, Dead Poets, Thelma and Louise, Boys in the Hood. I'm going to bring Dead Poets. I'm going to bring Boys in the Hood. I'm going to, you know, they're not going to get worse than Silver Medal. John Singleton, really, I mean, that is, that is a game changer. Like, that, like, showed Hollywood that there's an audience here that you guys have been ignoring. And they continue to ignore it in a lot of ways. But, I mean, that's important. Especially in 91. So, I'm okay giving Dead Poets the gold. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And and giving, you know, some recognition to uh, Boys in the Hood as a silver and let's keep things cool and Thelma and Louise bronze? Yeah. There we go. That was fast. There's screenplays, right? Adapted. All right, starting the oldest, I think 89. <sighs> Try if he missed Daisy. <laughs> Should we just get rid of it right out of the foot? We're so, that's not that's not making a final. No. Uh, so if you dances with wolves, this is, this is not getting better. I want to cancel both. Goodfellas. Misery. And Misery from 90. That's William Goldman, baby. 
Okay, so you want misery? Ooh, the Silence of the Lambs. Dude. The Silence of the Lambs for me is my Silence of the Lambs is my pick. I think so. For me, I, that's one of the best adapted screenplays ever. Silver. Uh, what was ninety two? Unforgiven. Ninety two was uh, original. Or Howard's End. I don't. I never saw that. <laughs> it's not our type. That's one of those uh, De Laurentiis or what? What are they called? You know the the the, the early nineties version of Oscar bait. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Um, so, gold medal match is Sons and Lambs against anybody. Goodfellas, let's say. Yeah. Goodfellas, adapted from Wise Guy. Great title. I don't know why I didn't make it to film, but Goodfellas is great. Uh, but I got to agree with Sons and the Lambs. Sons and the Lambs, gold. Goodfellas, silver. Um, <laughs> Howard's and bronze. I give Misery of bronze. Okay, let's do it. Good job, Misery. Um, but is let's that talk some about. William Goldman classic screenplay. Now, what. Make Science and Lambs so good. Because uh, not only does it nail the major beats of this novel, but it, it hits the subtexts. Is it because it was the source material of just very cinematic? or I think a little bit. Yeah, it's a really so good book, but the, the movie's... I love it. now when I mean, it's people an, it's people a good book. It's not, there, there's more examples of this now, but it used to be almost like oh. Tell me, a, tell me a movie where the book's better. Um, or, tell me a book where the movie's yeah, better? Yeah, yeah. Sounds of the Lambs. Sounds of the Lambs. It's like, it's it's pulpy, it's good, but it's not like... Forrest Gump also. Yeah, but like, the movie's better. But having seen the movie and then reading the book, it made an okay book a lot better. And I can even see like, you know, like, unspoken acting choices, reacting shots that to me, I was like, oh... Like it seems to me like this actor read the book because he's putting a. I'm thinking of the creepy, pervy guy, the warden. Yeah. Uh, who is an Oregon Shakespeare Festival actor? By the way, I've seen him in a play down in Ashland. Um, great actor, and obviously, you know, theater actors are known for doing their homework. And it was just like, I remember, you know, as a young film, you know, nerd, thinking like this adaptation, like it was, it was good. Yeah, it's really good. We'll need to rewrite history there. Science of the Lambs, gold. All right. Should we jump to actor? Yeah. All right. So we got Daniel Day-Lewis, My Left Foot, in 89. Oof. I mean, do we cancel him for, like, you know, playing... I don't know. I mean, he's he's a... um, able-bodied person portraying a not able-bodied person i have some issues with that some like actors out there uh who aren't able-bodied are looking for gigs i don't like it ever i mean what you know it just is like we just got past like people playing their own race and representation and it's gonna now i think rightfully so it's like hey let's have trans people act themselves and let's have you know Actors stop playing. You know, we don't. No one wants a repeat of Giovanna Ribisi <laughs> and what's her butt? Julia Lewis. My sister was it the other, other sister? sister? We don't want that. For those who don't know, look it up. You probably can't find it. It's too. They're they're playing a couple who are special needs. I think it. One. I think it's touching because Giovanni Ribisi. He's like obsessed with marching band music and like plays it to relax and. That was a character trait of someone with special needs that Murder <laughs> and I laughed about this. Because <laughs> our dad did that. Our dad did that. 
But he, he loved marching band. He loved the cow marching band. Loved it. Um, but anyway, um, I mean, we could we could give Robin Williams that slot. Dead Poet Society. Yeah, for sure. I was also gonna say. Uh, I mean, um, Steve Martin and Parenthood was not nominated in Ad Love. Was that eighty nine? Yeah. Well, let's. I mean, we have Jeremy Irons in nineteen ninety. Is this supporting or lead? This is lead actor. Okay. Very good supporting. Ah. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. Reversal of fortune. Get out of here, Jeremy Irons. You don't. You're not an Olympic. It's not an Olympic level. It didn't stand the test of time. Well, you also have Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams. He's not a good actor, though. I don't want Kevin Costner in the Olympics here. Okay. I mean, in ninety was just a weak year. It looks like unless they missed everything. There is De Niro, but it's De Niro and Awakenings, which I don't think is great. So I'm fine. You know, keeping. You know, I'm fine getting, you know, Steve Martin in there and Robin Williams for Dead Poets against Anthony Hopkins, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, We have Al Pacino, Scent of a Woman. I don't think he deserves that. I've never seen it. (sighs) She has a great ass! That's that's everyone's favorite Pacino. (laughs) That's That's from... Wait, no, that's heat. I think that's heat. It's just still bad. It was the creation of Pacino, of bad Pacino, and they're like, they gave him an Oscar. Of like, whenever a comedian does Pacino, they're doing a scent of a woman or after Pacino, and they gave him an Oscar for it. Not, not the cool stuff he did of like Michael Corleone or when he was a Broadway actor. Yeah. Uh, doing Ionesco. The hoo and all that. Yeah, that was it. hoo but yeah, so I'm like I'm like I'm not I'm not keeping it. Denzel Washington and Malcolm X. There you go. There you go. I was gonna mention Malcolm X. So Hopkins I don't think it's an actor. I think that should have been supporting. So I'm yeah. I'm eliminating him. Hmm. You can you know what? So I want Malcolm X in the gold medal match. Uh you can take it or you can pick them. Robin Williams, Dead Poets, or Steve Martin in Parenthood against Denzel. I'm going to have to go with Robin Williams. Okay, that's Robin an Williams. iconic Robin Williams role. Versus Denzel. Um, I haven't rewatched Malcolm X a whole bunch. It's a long movie. I didn't like that there was a lot of Spike Lee acting. <laughs> It, it distracts me when he's too much in it. Maybe I need to what rewatch. What about do the right thing? He's good. Man. He's good in that. And so this one, it's like it was like you peaked as an as a character. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It annoys me just as much, if not more so, when Tarantino does it. Um, I mean, this is the best actor in '92. I mean, but think about it. '92. Who's the best actor? I'll let you pick this one, Robin Williams or Denzel, for the gold medal. I'm going to go with Robin Williams. I, I feel good. I mean, Denzel, maybe, I, I mean, he already has a gold. He would have supporting, he would be double gold. That'd be gnarly. So that's our gold medal actor. 
skin down to the wire here. Only two more categories. We're just going to do uh, actress and best picture. Okay. Because we don't need to split out director from the best picture. I think that's silly, don't you? Because that makes this best picture a producer's award and fuck producers. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, actress, 89, Jessica Tandy. Four. Driving Miss Daisy. Have you seen that movie? I remember it was playing in the movie theaters when we were in Mammoth one year. And it was like even a joke then. And like we were watching like probably like Groundhog Day maybe. I don't know. Groundhog Day was not 89. I don't know what it was then. I, what was it? Uncle Buck maybe? I don't know. Yeah, there was a bunch of different things in 89. But what do you remember watching on that Boy Scout trip in the movies? I don't know. I remember one time on Boy Scout trip in the movies we watched Guarding Test, and I was like, this movie's... Sucks. Oh, maybe I'm confusing Guarding Test with Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It is Nick Cage. We are, we are eliminating it. I mean, I don't mean... Whatever. It's either not good... But there was Michelle Pfeiffer that year for the Fabulous Baker Boys. Okay. That's iconic. And I always... Now, looking back, it's like, oh, man... Michelle Pfeiffer was trying to get an Oscar, and I, I, and unless she did the supporting later, it's like passed. But I was like, if you were gonna give it to her, give it to her for that. Um, but there's Misery, Kathy Bates. That's that's like that's great. I I give that. A- I say, and she she beat down Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman for that, mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep in Postcards from the Edge. Yeah, but Julia Roberts is overrated, and but just her her at her best. Yeah. Remember when she laughed when the thing closed on her hand? <laughs> that was a real, genuine reaction. So it wasn't even acting, so you can't give it to her, because that was just real. That was reality television. Uh, 91, Jodie Foster, Science of the Lambs. Yeah, give that to her. Not Gina Davis, Thelma and Louise. I mean, Jodie Foster is Clarice Starling. She's so good. All right. Then we got 92, Emma Thompson. I never saw Howard's End. Yeah, but it's Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson Emma is, Thompson is, is awesome. amazing. I mean, she's she won Oscar gold for screenwriting, and she's you know she's Trelawney, right? She's a. Did you ever see Late Night with Mindy Kaling? No, it's amazing. Check it out. Watched it twice. Um, so gold medal match. Who who you bringing to the table? I have a feeling you're bringing the heavy hitter. I'm gonna say Kathy Bates. <laughs> Sorry, oh, did I say that? I uh, was sizest. I'm sorry, bro. Um, I'll, I'll ring Jodie Foster. <sighs> I mean, it's 92. I mean, I think a silent. I think a Jodie Foster, dude. That's 91. I mean, but I think this is the 92 Olympics. Okay. Yeah, you got to give Jodie Foster. I mean, Kathy, a silver. A silver is not bad. Yeah. Who's bronze? Emma Thompson for just being awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. It's the end of the night. This is going to be a tough, tough thing. This is what I took my notes on. We might have to sneak someone in. Well, 89. There's an open slot because we're we're not even going to say its name. We're eliminating Daisy. 89, I have my top four is Parenthood. Do the Right Thing, Dead Poets, Society, Field of Dreams. Not Field of Dreams. I love Field of Dreams. Yeah, you got it at Dad. I get it. Um, but it's I would go okay with either Parenthood or Do the Right Thing. 
Let's go do the right thing. Um, Shout out to Parenthood, though. I need to rewatch that. Movie. We need to watch that this what? week. Do the right thing? No. Well, yes, but uh, Parenthood, too. Because yeah. I haven't watched it since I've become a parent. So good. Uh, now that we can, you know, dance so with wolves. So good it was made into two syndicated shows. Dances with Wolves. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out. It's too long. It's way too long. It's so Goodfellas gets, gets co-opting. Yeah. It's so we got Goodfellas. Goodfellas and Misery are my only two I got on there. Okay, Misery, I appreciate it. I know you're a Stephen King stan, but get out of and here. And that's like one of the best adaptations there it's, is. It's not the best. Um, Silence that's, of the Lambs, solid choice. That's the choice right there. Uh, what about uh, what about what my about, top three uh, for '92 are Unforgiven, The Crying Game, and Malcolm X. I don't care. Pick it because I don't think it's going to be a winner. I'll say Malcolm X. Then. All right. So you you pick first. We have two Spike Lee joints. The only you pull you get to pick yours. And I'll pick mine for the gold medal. You want me to go first? I'm going to say Silence of the Lambs. All right, Silence of the Lambs, gold. Goodfellas, close silver. I agree with that. Do the right thing, bronze. I think you nailed it. Ladies and gentlemen, best picture, Oscar gold medalist, 1992. Give it up for Silence of the Lambs. On the soldier on the podium, silver medalist. Uh, what do we got? Goodfellas? Goodfellas. <sighs> well, that's tough. In this scenario, Goodfellas got an Oscar Yeah. just to get here. And Marty got his Oscar. Which means Marty didn't have to get an Oscar for Departed, which I love. I've watched more. But it's definitely have, have you like... you seen Departed or Goodfellas more? Goodfellas way more. Okay. So good. Lorraine Brock. I've seen Infernal Affairs more than I've seen Departed. So what, what did this tell us? What do we learn from about doing this? Good. I mean, obviously, <laughs> Oscar's so white. I mean, just in this exercise, I've been trying to, like, deliberately, we kind of... Well, we're not going to pat ourselves on And I'd also give an honorary 1991 Oscar just to Terminator 2 because it's awesome. That's true. I mean... (laughs) It doesn't fit in there, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's an achievement, especially for its time. Sometimes they tie. Sometimes the, the medals tie. We can have a bronze medal tie. Special achievement. Yeah, because I would definitely... Of this era, Terminator 2 is probably one of the more, like, groundbreaking and long-standing holds-up films. Holds-up. He knows, yeah. It's Just like, watched it. I think, like, too many filmmakers, I think, it's like, are, are not perfectionists when it comes to visual effects. Yeah. And the ones that hold up, it's like they knew they knew how much they could get away with, right? He knew exactly the tipping point of how much goop, like how many seconds of CGI liquid metal he can show. Yeah, I mean, him and Spielberg. And he combined it with with, with a practice. He used mercury, yeah, right? You look at like that and you look at Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park holds up too because they combine the practical... With the CG in a way, out of necessity, of course, because the CG... first Spawn didn't have someone <laughs> saying maybe a little bit less of the cape. Oh God, maybe. we were just talking about how 
my friend Brian Lynch just tweeted about how he was that was a big disappointment was going to see Spawn on opening night because we were so excited for that movie that's R-rated com- superhero movie I mean Spawn that's holy comic shit. book movies way back yeah it did it set Michael Jai White way back yeah and uh well, that was a fun little podcast. Yeah. Maybe we could, um, you know, do a couple more in the lead up to this year's Academy Awards. I, yeah, I mean... Should we just go up to 96? What's the next? That's the next one is 96? Yeah. 92 to 90. Because we want to keep with Olympic years. Yeah. Get it? I mean, 92 Olympics. That's what we just did. That was the dream team. Olympics. Barcelona. Barcelona. So remember divers from that year? Yeah. We were on the farm that year. Well, we were on the farm for the 88 and the 92 Olympics. So we watched a and lot the 96 of Olympics. Olympics, I think. We were on the farm for the Olympics a lot. Man, was it it was 88 where they had the the oh, the McDonald's Olympic game. Oh shit. Yeah. Where you could like got a lot of free food. Metal. And, like, when you're a kid and you don't have money, having, like, a little piece of paper that says you have a Big Mac, which, like, you're not even allowed to eat, but you have, like, a Big Mac, you're like, hell yeah. All because we did good in cycling. I got really good at Oscar Pickums. I love when um, The Simpsons parodied that game, the Krusty Burger. Oh, yeah, and, like, like Russia Krusty. withdraws from the Olympics. So He's Krusty like, went, you people are animals. <laughs> Everybody wins. Remember those boycotts? I'm going to spit in every 100th Krusty Burger. I like those odds. Yeah, there you go. Everyone's... Comedians love to talk shit about, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're funny friend who thinks they're funny just because they quote The Simpsons. But, like, just because they outgrew that or haven't. It's great. Don't ever stop. Love the Simpsons. Don't ever stop. Just drop in Simpsons lines. Is this the end of Zombie Shakespeare? We'll never know. We'll never know. More tomato? Yes, please. Yes, please. Just, you know, just Simpsons quotes for everything. You should watch old Simpsons on I Disney saw... Because you know how people are like, Oh, Facebook is censoring. They're doing all these fact-checking posts. But <laughs> someone had to... Someone shared... Uh, a, look what Simpsons predicted. And they had Willie dressed up like the horned uh oh yeah uh, what do we call them they're not the viking the, guy but you know they're not protesters the worst they're uh coopers that participate in the coup yeah um and there's a fact check being like no this is not real the simpsons did not predict this <laughs> someone photoshopped it <laughs> this was taken from season blah 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 <laughs> So, you know, it doesn't, they're not, Mark's not just censoring the alt-right, the Proud Boys. They're censoring memes now. To, to you gotta prop- keep a meme straight. That's not a fresh, dank meme. That is a, yeah, you gotta keep it real. Hey, what else is floating by your radar? We got a couple minutes left. We, we, we burned through um, those categories. Well, we watched... Uh, Dune. Dune again. I've watched Dune twice since I've lived with you. I'm feeling it's going to be a regular thing. Until the new one comes out. Until we find out a way to, to watch DVDs again. Rebecca has the Dune sci-fi. That's hard to find. You can't find it. It's really, yeah, it's hard she to find. She has hard copies. Or I, at least 
We used to. I rented it when it came out on video because I worked at a video store when it came out, and I don't remember it at all. Was it? I don't even remember. Was it good? Yeah, it had boobs in it. <laughs> Listen, when it came out, then I thought that was cool. Was it on Sci-Fi Channel? Do they still air it on there? Can we set like a recording thing and like maybe they'll play it? Someone's gonna get it out and distribute it, and all the hype leading up to the movie. Someone's dumb if they're not. But anyway, yeah, it's not on any streaming platforms. Even to buy. Um, we watched that Yorodowski's Dune. We watched. Uh, I've been. I reread. I'm rereading Dune. Love it. I read um, the Wrestling Observer 1997 yearbook. Biggest surprise. What did you find? Um, nothing surprised me about the Montreal screw job. I'd already. That's been done to death. Did you cry? It was a little sad. Um, but the biggest surprise to me was finding out that UFC almost didn't make it out of the 90s because they got all their pay-per-view canceled and like banned in a lot of states. Because Vince was probably swinging hard, being an asshole in some ways. Well, he was definitely getting the commissions on them and like, and 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 because they were starting to take in take away some of their they were they were out beating them in pay-per-view. And, uh, well, almost beating them. And also, um, just finding out that some of the stuff, like, like, everyone's like, oh, WCW is kicking WWF's ass and blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't as, it wasn't as, it was a lot closer than they, than they made it out to be. I mean, but I remember, it's just like, don't you guys understand, like, real wrestling fans watch both? We watch both. But... The the thing that the big thing that WCW had the WWF did was they got all these new viewers that had not watched wrestling before, mm. and that was where they were for a while. They were doing really well, but they couldn't keep those new viewers because they just kept giving them the same thing over and over again. And then NWO thing eventually played out, and they didn't have any new stars. And then they did have a new star in Goldberg. They ended up burying him, and without Gold that they had nothing. Nothing. And they spent way too much money on their old guys and on things like Dennis Rodman and Reggie White and Kevin Green and having Michael Buffer at like every show getting like half a million dollars a shot. It's <laughs> an expensive voice. Yeah. I think it was like 200000 or something like crazy and like 500,000 for pay-per-views or something the wrestlers must have hated him well it's just and that's kind of there was like weird pay shit where like ken shamrock came in making like a million dollars a year and then like some of these journeyman guys that have been working their butts off were making like a tenth of that and meanwhile if you if you if you were to base your salary structure the way like a lot of sports base their salary structure on like the profits of the team and, like, what their value is to the team profits. Like, Dave Meltzer breaks it down that way. Every wrestler is drastically underpaid. Even the Brooklyn Brawler? Well, especially the Brooklyn Brawler. But, anyways, it's just really cool living a year in the life of wrestling that I was... It was a big year for me as a fan way back when. I mean, I was 17. Mm-hmm. I was way into it. I mean, I'm sure you remember. That was pretty much... Wrestling was... Wrestling and Spice Girls. Wrestling and the Spice Girls. Pick a lane, Brendo. And and Dawson's Creek when that came out. I was way into that. 
What was I into in 97? I think you were into, like, basketball. What was that thing? Oh, yeah. Pussy. <laughs> no. It was 98. That was 98. <laughs> um, no, I was into The Prodigy in yeah. 1997. I was into swing music. And breakdancing. We watched Vibes again. We did with Jeff Goldblum, and I got more and more mad that Cindy Lauper didn't have more shots. So TV, like Cindy Lauper, she didn't get more, to do anything after that. I, I have outside of Dick Tracy, you can maybe I need to rewatch material, but but you can. Why did Madonna get all those shots, and Cindy Lauper got like one movie and and some music videos? She's Madonna. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and you have to be careful when you ask, like, why didn't this woman in the any at any time not go away? It's like, well, maybe like someone in Hollywood tried to f- fucking me to her. Well, I mean, Dan Aykroyd already refused to work with her. That's it. Was going to be Dan Aykroyd in Vibes. Why? Because he's an asshole. Because <laughs> he thought Cindy Lauper. She can't act. She's not an actress. Didn't well, give Jeff Goldblum was amazing. Well, apparently they didn't get along. So maybe Jeff Goldblum badmouthed her and yeah. she didn't get to work again. And the movie tanked. And but there's a hole in my heart because all the way to China. It's a great song. I mean, yeah. I saw Cindy Lauper live. It was great. It's awesome. But um, yeah. If you learn anything from this podcast, go watch Vibes. It's it's actually kind of slow, but it's a hoot. It's we a hoot watched podcast. the season finale. I'm sad. It's the season finale of Supermarket Sweep. Oh, Leslie Jones is such fun. Fun host. She's so great. She's a great host. I love that they have they have very um, you know, well they have they each they have six teams a night. Yeah. on the show. And then they try to keep them somewhat diverse. And it's, it's a like pretty diverse. I love that, like, watching Leslie Jones navigate cheering, but not overtly cheering for the black teams is great. (laughs) And how she's like, she's like, so when teams get eliminated, she's like, okay, but when, like, she's like, she's like, really, I love it. I love it. We saw a team get the highest score and win the 100 grand. Yeah. Well, I, I think I saw 300 grand wins the whole season. And it's usually a couple of carrots. Yeah. They should rename a Supermarket Sweep Unleash the Crayons. <laughs> when you think about when you go to the supermarket, who's in charge of those yeah. places? <laughs> well, in this household, it's me. During this pandemic. It's actually a good way just to get out and clear your head. I used to have to go to the supermarket like every two weeks to get quarters to do my laundry. So I... Had like a whole right routine. Try doing that during a coin shortage. Yeah, I had to bring up some fake tears when I was getting getting quarters. Is that still happening? Are we still in a coin shortage? I don't know. (laughs) The great coin shortage. Wouldn't that be great if that was our biggest issue? Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we watched of significance. We watched a lot of Christmas movies because it was a Christmas season. Mm-hmm. We watch any new ones? We watched a lot of football. Watching a ton of football. Sorry, Rebecca. Rebecca's <laughs> ready for the season to be over. Well, the Seahawks season is over. God, that's. Are you sad? 
Yeah. It's always next year. They started five and zero. Yeah, they started off and like strong. Russ was like, "Give him the MVP right now," and I'm like, "It's a long season. I'm just gonna blame the pandemic on this." But well, football played a full. They still had pandemic issues, so it still kind of gets an asterisk. Yeah, and the you know, cases are getting worse, man. And it's like, now the question is like... Well, it's hitting basketball really hard. Didn't one team play with like eight players the other day? Seven. I think they had. Maybe they'll be able to pull some people up. I don't know how that works. But pandemic's been good for my fantasy basketball. I've played like four seasons. And in this comedy league, that this is the third one I've done. Yeah. I've always finished like last or second to last. And I think this is year I finally have enough time to like figure out how it works. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, there's no way I could lose in points, so maybe I should sit my guy who has terrible turnovers. Anyway, um, this is not a fancy sports podcast. This is not a podcast about my baby. This is not a podcast about the foods we like to eat. It's about, it's about, all, all, of those. That it's about all of those things. And most importantly, it's, it's a podcast about how much I love my brother. Love oh, you, bro. I love you too, bro. Next week... Oscar, uh... 96. 96. 1996. Things Oscar are going to get more heated. I know Quentin Tarantino's entering the mix. He's coming for Forrest Gump's blood. Shawshank, too. This is not the TNT Olympics. <laughs> so it's going to be exciting. Hey, maybe we do have a good format here. I'm excited to do some research. More than this one. I thought we did good. I think we did good. We'll do better. That's why we do this. We don't do this to nail it. We do this to get better. Yeah. Love you, bro. 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 Love you, bro.